Hey everybody, my name is Austin. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Colton. And we're three close friends who have a desire to share our lives, experiences, and our pursuit of Christ all from a biblical perspective. You're listening to the Exiles Podcast. Let's talk about it. pretty good intro i thought so <laughs> there's not very many things that i don't do well <laughs> i mean for real like it be- was my idea so it had to be great it was um john austin's original that we had to change colton's idea to change it jonathan put the words no 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 you are taking credit from someone else my listener your listener? That's Our? fair. That's fair. It was my it's, listener. It's Colton's listener. How is it Colton's listener? How do we have it he separate? He my friend. Oh, look at this. We it's have a, a competition to see who we can get to listen the most. Do you, do you know what this I is? Think you I'm know winning. what this I is turned to? I think we're, we're all, gonna tie, have to we're write, all tied at one and a half right We're going to have to write a letter to the, the, the podcast churches. And it's like, you know, those of you who love Apollos more than Paul, you know, it's going to be one of those things. Those of you who love Jonathan more than Colton. I'm tapping Colton out on that one. Yeah, that's a little sacrilegious. Is it? getting a little away from it. Okay. Well, we got a lot to talk about tonight, so why don't we get to what did you say earlier? Kraken. <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> oh, um, before the podcast, we told you there was something we did without you, yeah, Colton. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, we did smash burgers with Wagyu meat. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> so, <laughs> you both are the worst human beings in the world. And that is where. Wow. Uh, Anna informed Jonathan of the game night. It was we, so much worse than you guys just made it out to be. We were out there talking. We were out there cooking. And I it, said, is this what it feels like to have an affair? <laughs> oh I did. Joking, like, that's a joke, by the way. I, I really like, when we when it happened, I was like, well, when he asked that question, I was like. When it happens. Well, we're having a friendship affair on Colton right now. Like, yeah, I was like, man. I looked at John and said, nah. <laughs> Yeah, for those of you who don't know, listeners, uh, I'm a big Smash Burgers guy. I- I've been I've been on the griddle train for quite some time, and these two have been making fun of me. And to learn that Austin moves to town and they just go and make Smash Burgers without me—that's just heartbreaking. It's actually a little bit sad. Well, it was his idea, like he said, just, like the intro. It was his idea, so he does get partial credit. It it wasn't just any; it was Wagyu. It was the Wagyu? It was, was American actually, Wagyu. It was, it was, but it doesn't matter. matter. It, it oh, matters. I think so. It matters a lot. It kind of melted in your mouth. Yeah. Did it really? Yeah. Oh, you Bro, it was it was a pretty phenomenal burger. I'm pretty upset right now. I'm not it was Austin's idea. You know, I'm real upset. Actually, it, the thing is, is that you know we we have to we move from that topic to this topic, and we talked about food. We had to move from hey, you know, I had to move from Cleveland to Brandon just to have that opportunity to eat that with Jonathan, which brings us right to where we are today in this topic that we we're going to talk about the topic of moving, which sounds kind of boring, but I think that has a lot of application for believers today. I love to move it, move it. You like that transition? I love to move it, move it. So the topic is moving and how, you know, how we, all three of us, it, it's, and the, over the last two years have moved to the Jackson metro area. Uh, Colton has moved into Jackson. He said, that is, I'm going to that mission field. Bingo. But anyways. Someone's got to. That's right. If not me, then who? That's exactly right. <laughs> But anyways, um, but we all have we all have reasons, and I feel like our reasons are pretty similar. But I feel like you know no one sat down and talked with me about what is it like how to think through moving. That was things that I had to think through on my own, um, 
and and you know with the help of you guys as well so why don't we just kind of give a little bit like Jonathan Colton why did y'all move to this area and then I'll kind of give my spill as well and then we can kind of talk from there we'll just go in order that we moved how about that perfect all right so I moved down here in the summer of 20 during the whole the the dead center of the COVID business and so we uh my wife and I finished up our bachelor's degree that spring semester we actually didn't get to finish our classwork properly we didn't get to walk in graduation because of COVID so it was kind of a weird time so our time in Cleveland ended kind of abruptly but we'd already known where we wanted to move uh when we were engaged in the summer of 18 Kelly and I had visited a church down here, Grace Community Church, where the guy who discipled me for for several years had been attending at that time. He's currently a pastor. At that time, he wasn't a pastor yet, but he's now one of the pastors of our church. And so whenever Kelly and I were in Cleveland, um, yeah, I mean, thinking through moving at that time was kind of a strange thing in that we never really thought too much into it in the sense of like, we visited this church, and it was a phenomenal church. I mean, it it rung all the bells. It was phenomenal theologically. It was phenomenal in how it was set up. The The members were just the best people in the world, super inviting, super loving. It was a phenomenal community, very gospel-centered, very um, focused on evangelism and edifying the saints and always, always, always aiming to glorify Christ in everything they did. And so when Kelly and I experienced that, I mean, it was really one of the best church experiences that we'd ever had. And so we already knew, kind of hands down, unless something else came up, uh, our plan was to, to move to Jackson to attend that church. And so uh, we kind of moved down here semi-blind faith. Um, the Lord gave Kelly a job, which was very helpful. The Lord gave me a job, and I hated that job, and I did it for a little while. The Lord gave me a, a phenomenal job, the job that I'm at right now. But our whole thought process on there was like, you know, I mean, in moving, the question should always be, um, you know, some people will ask, where, where, where can the Lord use me the most, right? Um, and that's kind of a complicated question, but for us, it's like, where can we grow in the Lord the most? You know, where can we be used, but also where can we be encouraged in the Lord? Where can we experience uh, a biblical church and what it means to be a church member and what it means to just to seek the Lord uh, in the mundane and all those things. And so those were the, our thought processes. And, man, we just love GCC. Um, I love Greg, who's the pastor. And it was kind of a no-brainer hey, for us. You see how he did that? He yeah. just, it's like, Trump's Ryan and Dustin right there. No, no, no. I was referring to the pastor, <laughs> the, the one that I referred to previously, oh, who discipled gotcha, gotcha. me. We have three pastors who are all equal. We have no lead pastor. Uh, but Greg was the pastor who discipled me for many years. I really feel like that was a shot. Got him. All right. Moving on from you. You're being a meanie. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, Austin is the one who kind of keeps us on track is what it has seemingly appeared to be. But, uh, no, yeah, so, so my family and I, we lived in Newton, Mississippi. So I think uh, our audience, you're going to understand that me and Austin have kind of similar stories where we were both led to, to be in vocational ministry. I was led from... Uh, late high school into college to be in vocational ministry a long time. I thought I was going to be in pastoral ministry. I thought that was going to be the track that I went. So so my college experience was geared towards that. Uh, me and my wife were engaged, began looking for churches to, 
to go to and got called to a church in small town Mississippi. 3,000 people had never heard of it before. Funny anecdotal story is when I got the call from the pastor at the time, I was he, he woke me up because I'm in college. Kids sleep until 10, 11 o'clock in college, last semester of their senior year. And uh, I missed his name. All I heard was where he was from. So I look him up online and I'm looking at this website for the church and uh, I'm picturing this person that I'm talking to. And at the end of the call, he said, by the way, if you try to look us up online, uh, you've got to change the you got to change the address to FBC Newton, not FB Newton, because another church already has claimed that. So I was looking at this. Com- <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at a completely different Newton, First Baptist Newton, with a whole completely different guy. So, uh, but my wife and I were there for about four and a half years, and our church went through a lot of turmoil. Our pastor left in 2019 to go work for Lifeway. COVID happened. Mm. Late 2020, our music minister passed away. He was there for he'd been there for 25 plus years and he passed away from a stroke and and so our church went through a bunch of turmoil and I found myself as a 25 year old youth minister in seminary uh, again very arrogant very ignorant impatient and and I just felt by like, yourself by myself man uh, and, and as much as many people as I had there who I loved and I was walking with in leadership it was just an un, it wasn't an easy season and so even in the midst of that uneasiness, the Lord still gave me and my wife contentment to know that, okay, we probably have another year or so here before we probably end up moving out of state. Uh, we were looking at different places to live, whether it be Fort Worth or North Carolina or just really anywhere that the Lord might lead us to where he would bring us to a church family. But in the midst of this uh, dysfunctionality at our church, the Lord really spoke to me very clearly and he just said, you're not ready to be a pastor. Uh, and so I had to walk through that talking with, you know, my friend Jonathan here and, and seeing how happy they were at their church, seeing how happy they, I mean, it was, it was all Jonathan. There's Austin's not a part of this at all. I can't. Yeah. You just need to, you need to be okay with that. Okay. But because Jonathan was just a faithful member of the church that really showed me how I could just go be a part of a church family, not walk into vocational ministry and just be discipled. To, to serve a church, to be loved by a church, to hear the words spoken, to sit under a great preaching, great teaching, great leadership. And, and I also thought that's what was best for my family. So I began walking through that, and we're going to get into that here in the next couple minutes about what that looks like in detail. But, but that's kind of what brought me to the Jackson Metro area is, is family. We were going to be closer to family, closer to friends, great community, great church family. And it's just where our family needed to be in this season of our lives. Yeah, I, I want to be really careful because I know that there's some people who are listening who are from FBC Cleveland right now that, you know, I think they know 95% of the story of why we moved, but maybe there's some of it that they don't understand. And so I want to be very careful because I love First Baptist Cleveland. I am so thankful to the Lord for the sanctification he's brought to them over the last several years. Even in the four years that I was working there, just like the Lord just did a, a miraculous work in so many people's lives. But even before that, before I got on, I was a member there my whole life, you know. Um, so to see the Lord do just do such a great work in so many people there, like I love those people and miss those people dearly, even even now. Um, but yeah, I think I think the, the reason for me is the same reason that you guys had is um, I really just thought that it was just, in this season of my life as a husband, um, I wanted to lead my, my, my wife into godliness and into holiness. And um, part of it was because of her job. It didn't allow her to be involved in the in the 
local body there. And uh, she applied for several different jobs and that would allow her to work better, better hours so she could be with the Saints. And uh, that just, that never happened. And um, the Lord just really opened up doors to this direction. Uh, uh, and you guys know, you guys, you, you know, you were, you were there in the midst of it, uh, in the hard parts of the move and in the, in the easy parts. But you guys know that we really have nothing to boast in of why we're here. Like the Lord just, I mean, he did it all for us. Yeah. Um, I will say this. I wanted to say this earlier and I forgot. I was thinking about this before we recorded tonight. And my thought was, you know, how hopeless is moving for an unbeliever? Sure. You know, like I was talking to somebody right before we moved and they were wanting to move to the Jackson Brandon area. But the reason why they didn't is because they had nobody to, they had nobody, they didn't want to restart their lives. They had nobody to see, nobody to know. Mm. And like for us, like we're sitting here and we're talking about churches that we, like we, we're already talking about bodies of believers who want to love us and care for us, even though we're new, even though we're moving in. Like there's a lot of great hope and the Lord has just shown us faithfulness through his bride by allowing us to know that no matter where we go, no matter where we move, he is there and he is faithful and he will send his saints to care and to minister uh, to one another. And so I found that to be really encouraging throughout the move. But anyways, let's just take a few minutes. Like Biblically thinking, what are some things that you would say to anybody who might be thinking about moving? Like, I have some things that, that I have, but I, and I'll answer that after you guys. But what are some things that you would say as someone thinks about moving? Yeah, I think number one... Um, when you're thinking about moving, man, I actually have two things. So we'll just go with number one. Number one, I think you should, as in a lot of other things in your life, just examine your motivation. You know, uh, if if our if our purpose in life is to glorify Christ, then you know, just because we're Christians, just because we have the Holy Spirit, doesn't mean that we're immune to temptation, that we're immune to sin, that we're immune to our our still wicked hearts. And so, it's really important to really examine your heart and your desires and your motives. Like, why do I want to leave my situation? Is it because I'm displeased? Is it because I'm unhappy? Is it too hard? Or is it really that the Lord's leading me? You know, so um, we could talk about that. That could be a whole podcast in itself. So one is just kind of examine your heart. Well, I, let me let me add to that because when I was when I was thinking about moving, I think that in I think that if I had decided to stay, we would be in the Lord's will. And if I hadn't decided Satan to move, I still think we like we're in the Lord's will. One thing that we did in examining like what does the Lord want us to do is we stripped away like all right, what are the things that we're feeling about the move? Like, are we anxious? Well, what does God say about my anxiety? Um, are we like are we clinging to something? Like, what are we clinging to? Is that an idol in our life? And so then we begin to say like, okay, well we have family here, we have. We're comfortable here. Well, what does the Lord say have to say about my comforts and about my family and about what it looks like to follow Him in the midst of these relationships that I have here right now, in the midst of my own comfort? And what we did is we just kind of put like Jackson and Brandon over here and Cleveland over here, and like the scriptures had a lot to say about us staying in Cleveland. But the scriptures, I think, more so lended itself to saying. It is better for you. You can be more obedient in this season of your life in, by moving than you can by staying. And so it wasn't that I wasn't going to be disobedient by staying. It was that the best option, scripturally speaking, was to follow the Lord to this area. Not knowing really 
you know, like, what does it look like for me to be a pastor in the future? Like, is that going to happen? I don't know. But I, that's an area where the Lord says, hey, I, you can trust me and trust that I'll provide. And so we came to a place where, you know, no matter what my desires, no matter what my dreams, same thing for Anna, like, the Lord will let it be. And we, we're okay with that. That's how we ended up here. Sure. Yeah. Point number two. Yeah, so my second thing, so after you've worked through those things and your intentions are pure, <laughs> we'll, let, we'll let Colton talk here in a minute. Uh, but after you've examined your heart, I think the number one thing is to is to find the church that you're going to, right? Don't get hung up in limbo, kind of in between churches. One, one of the things that my church does that I just love is like, so we have membership, right? We have meaningful membership. So we have a church covenant and we're committed to each other and we pray for each other and serve with each other and all these things. But whenever you decide to leave Grace Community Church, there's kind of a provision in our membership. It's like we release you from membership after you found a church uh, to go to so that you don't kind of get hung up in this in-between place with no you know, church family, no church guidance. And I think that's the greatest thing. I think that's super wise because uh, it's, it's really easy to kind of get hung up in the transition. You're moving for a job or you're moving for something else. You're moving for family, whatever the case may be. Uh, sometimes life just dictates that you move and sometimes it's more quick than others. Uh, so it's really especially in those kind of extenuating circumstances, it's so easy to kind of get sidetracked and get kind of thrown to the wind. And uh, as you guys know, as we know, having a church family, having pastoral oversight, um, consistently being in the Word, being preached the Word, worshiping with the body, taking communion, these things are so important for the soul of a believer, and it's so easy to kind of go astray. So I think first and foremost, whenever you get ready to leave, at least have a church or some churches in mind that you're going to commit to to visiting and trying out and research them. It's yeah. okay to like go listen go listen to them online if they have online services. Meet with the pastor for coffee before you go. Like it's those things are really okay. Those things aren't. I think that if you were to ask pastors, they would say yes. Please mm-hmm. come talk to us for sure. Come meet sure. with us. I mean, for, I know for us, it really boiled down to. If we were to stay, what would that look like for our family? What would it look like for, for me to continue on the path that I was on? What would it look like for my wife to continue in the path she was at? What Was her heart geared to loving the church at that time? Was her heart geared to uh, walking with the church and being cool with the church? Things of that nature. Uh, I also thought about what, what do I want my child to grow into? Right there was a there was a part of me I was in seminary I'm studying scripture every single day and all of a sudden I started to feel myself go I'm seeing what the scripture says the the church is supposed to look like and unfortunately the church that I'm at isn't offering those things and so I know for me my mind really got brought to James chapter three verse thirteen uh, really through about seventeen he says who is wise and understanding among you by his good conduct let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. And so what James is talking about here, he's talking about wisdom from above versus wisdom from below. And so as I started to think about, is it is it wise for us to move? Is it wise for us to stay? I started to think about, okay, well, how do I know which is which? How do I know if I'm being driven by selfish ambition? Am I being driven by jealousy? Am I being driven by the things of this world? Am I, am I being driven by my own heart rather than am I being driven by God? And so it became very clear to me as I thought through and talked with my wife, okay, let's think about why would we want to stay in Newton? Is it because you'd have, you'd be able to 
you know, take care of, you'd be the guy leading the church for all intents and purposes. Would you have all the power? Would you have all the say? Things of that nature. And I realized that in my heart of hearts, I knew that the Lord was leading us to, to leave because in verse 17, he says this, but from the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere, and a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. So as I started to think about movement, my, my intentions for moving were pure. Our intentions for our family were pure. There was a peace that was coming about. There was a gentleness in our movement. There was an open to reason. We were listening to all these people, right? I, there are still people today, when I, when I preach for my father-in-law's church and other churches, they still go, we really hope you'll get back to the pulpit, right? We really hope, like, that's your calling. That's where you need to go. Well, my, my calling is so much higher than just that. My calling is to be faithful to the Lord. And to be faithful to the Lord means being a disciple, being a husband, and being a father. And if I'm not doing those to the best of my ability, then it doesn't matter how well I do in a pulpit. I've, I've failed in every other important area of my life. So I would really encourage anyone who's out there who's just going, man, my family is looking at moving. What should we do? Think about what is, where, where is that wisdom coming from? Is it coming from God? Or is it coming from yourself? And I would just point to James chapter 3 as you as you search your heart for these things. Yeah, I think you guys hit on um, some things that that Ann and I, especially me, uh, that we were dealing with um, as, we, as we began to think through the moving process. One of the things, Colton, you mentioned, I don't know if you said it directly, but... Um, that you you talked about people saying oh well, you're going to get back in the pulpit like you're you know like that's where you belong i had to come to this place in the moving process when like trusting the lord in this to say you know like my identity is not found in my preaching and it's not found in yeah. my position at the church absolutely um and then um i had to really focus in on what does what does god call me to be as a husband and like really, like I learned in this season more than any season, hmm. um, like what does it mean to lay down your life for your wife? Yeah. And like just put put aside uh, personal feelings and just like be sacrificial in a season that's really difficult for both of us. Um, but I think at the same time, it taught me how to lead firmly, uh, not in a way that was... Uh, lording over her, but to say, I, I'm going in this direction to follow the Lord. I'm calling you to come alongside me and help me follow the Lord. Um, and just continuously uh, through much prayer, much, much prayer, like pointing back to Scripture as much as I can to the point of exhaustion. Uh, and then I would say like one thing that just really helped me the most, um, I took a whole day. And if you have the ability to do this, maybe on a Saturday or whatever, like you have a free day, to get somewhere, like, you know, we talk about Jesus going to the desolate places to pray and to be with alone with his Father. To get somewhere alone without any interruption or anything and just fast and pray and be in the Word, seeking the Lord's will, asking yourself the question, I'm anxious. What does the Bible say about my anxiety? I'm bitter. What does the Bible say about my bitterness in this move? I, I'm, I'm struggling with losing this job. I don't know if I'm fit for this other job. What does the Bible say about my identity? What does the Bible say about my work? You know, one of the most encouraging things when we moved, it was one of the first things that Jay said. Oh, actually, it wasn't Jay. It was Ryan and Jay in a conversation. But Ryan said, you know you know what's so cool about y'all's job? Is that you are actively pushing against the curse of sin every time you kill a weed. 
And I thought, like, I can, I can be motivated by the mercies of God to do that every day. Like, that is just such a, like, I can do that. And, um, but that, that was a moment, and I don't know if Ryan probably knows, like, how much that one line was like, all right, the Lord is, the Lord is at hand, he's in control, and he's, he's covering this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Any other small tidbits? That's it. I got it. Rock on. Well, all right, that's going to wrap things up for us tonight. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at The Exiles Pod, as well as private message us any questions you may want answered. You can also contact us with your questions by emailing us at theexilespod at gmail.com. We have a new pod every Tuesday. So before you exit off, be sure to leave a review, share this episode with your friends, and until next time, peace. See you. Thank you.